Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. Hello, Ivy Church. Hello, Ivy Church. Welcome to Ivy Church. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. Yes, Ivy, thank you so much for the opportunity to share with you today. Uh, I love Ivy Manchester. Anthony Delaney is one of my best mates and I so appreciate the friendship and the encouragement. Uh, you might know that in the last 12 months we've planted a church here at the message. It was never part of the plan, but uh, so many people came to Christ through the grocery from the local neighbourhood. We felt forced to and uh, Ivy have been so encouraging in that. Anthony's been absolutely amazing and I know it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for Anthony's challenge to me personally and a whole bunch of us to look at new ways of reaching new people in this amazing season. So thank you so much for your encouragement with Message Community Church. But I've got a little feeling that the reason Anthony wanted me to speak today is because we're on the cusp of Festival Manchester, uh, potentially the biggest mission we've ever seen in our lifetime. If the church will just step up and make the most of this opportunity. And guess what? Ivy has been the biggest backer of Festival Manchester, more than any other church financially in the region. So thank you so much for that. But I'm hoping you won't just give financially to this mission, but you'll volunteer. We need around 3,000 volunteers to help make this huge mission. It's a, it's a monster in many ways, but we're going to reach so many people if we all step up. So please go on festivalmanchester.com and find out how you can serve. You could be one of the hundreds and hundreds of people we'll need in Withenshaw Park leading baby Christians into the faith. What could be a greater privilege than that? And multiple other jobs we need you to step up for. As well as volunteering, as well as giving, we'd love to think you'd want to pray. And uh, we've got these prayer cards. I've made sure there's some at the different Ivy sites today. You can get hold of them. If you're watching online, just send us an email at the message. We'll happily post out as many of these prayer cards where you can write the names down of five friends that you're going to pray for every day until the festival. And you're going to invite them to the festival. Whatever you do, don't say no. Don't say their no for them, I mean. The no of your non-Christian friends. You ask them and they might say yes. And it might be the greatest day of their life when they give their life to Jesus. So please pray. And also you'll know there's something called the Oikos app. You can go in the app store on your phone. You can download a free app which has every street in Manchester. And you can see that every street in Manchester now is starting to fill up with prayer. By the time we get to the mission, we want to know every street in Greater Manchester has been prayer walked and prayed for. And we've turned over the ground in preparation for a bumper harvest. So I hope you're as excited as me and Anthony and lots of other people are about Festival Manchester. I hope you'll make the most of this amazing opportunity in our city. I was asked though, yes, to speak about Festival Manchester, but also to speak out of the Bible about the story of the prodigal son. I love this story so much. I love it because I am a prodigal son. I made a commitment to Christ when I was 12 years old, almost 50 years ago, and yet didn't really live it and rebelled. And as a teenager, got into wild living, but came back to Christ, came back to the Father. 
I remember praying a prayer on my bedroom floor when I was 17 years old after three or four years of proper rebellion, just saying, God, if you'll have me back. I was a bit like the speech that we'll hear about in a minute from the prodigal son. Because of course God has idiots like Andy Hawthorne back. It's what he specialises in. And if you're far away from God today, I promise you, if you come to him, repentant, give your life back to him, he'll fully have you back. And the last 40 odd years of my life have been defined by that prayer on my bedroom floor, committing my life to Christ. I'm an evangelist. I'm not the best evangelist in the business, but I have a heart for those who don't know Jesus. And I love to stir up others towards that heart. And that's what I want to happen today. So let's pray. Just as we come to the Bible together, that that will happen. Yes, Lord, I pray today as we watch this video, that your spirit will be on the move, that you'll give us your heart, stir us up. Beautiful things will happen as we press into your beautiful word. Amen. Actually, of course, the story of the prodigal son is not really the story of one son. It's the story of two sons, a younger son and an older son. And they are perfect examples of the problem we have in the church. The reason we're not seeing full-blown revival culture changed by this gospel is twofold. Firstly, too many Christians are just rebellious. Too many Christians play with sin and don't really live. They live double lives. They don't represent Jesus well. A bit like the prodigal son in his far off country playing games with sin. But equally, I believe the problem is too many Christians are like the older son His problem was he was chipped up, he was self-righteous, he was religious, he looked down on others, he made people feel sinful and dirty. We're not meant to be those people, we're meant to be people who welcome people in, who love on people regardless of what they've done. And the problem in this nation isn't with the naughty world out there and their naughty actions. The problem with this nation is a church that needs to wake up and pray and live a godly life and go after those who don't know Jesus with great love, great compassion, great generosity, great confidence that the gospel can change any heart. Let's be those people and let's use this summer and all that's going on as an opportunity to be that kind of church. Sounds good, doesn't it? Anyway, in the story that we can find in Luke's Gospel, Jesus tells this tale. And I quite like the fact that Jesus was a storyteller. Back in Jesus' day, the big stars were storytellers. Of course, they didn't have movie theatres or pop charts. The people who thousands of people would gather would walk for miles to hear in the big amphitheatres were the storytellers. And Jesus' stories could always be taken on two levels. You could just enjoy the story, maybe make you think a bit, or you could take the deep, hidden kingdom truth about God our Father that was in every one of his stories. And today, of course, is the same. Especially those of us who've come to church Church can just be a religious exercise. We do our duty, we come in, we sing some songs, we meet some nice people, we listen to the Bible, but it doesn't really change us. Or we can get the deep meaning of the Bible. By the Spirit, we can be changed and propelled out to make a difference for Jesus. So Jesus told this story. It was a story of two sons and the younger son went to his dad with an outrageous request. He said to his dad, I want my inheritance now. Before you die, I want you to go to the bank, get a third of everything you own and give it to me so I can enjoy life. 
I don't want to wait until you die. It was almost like this young, cheeky boy was saying to his dad, I wish you were dead. And of course, anybody who hears that story would think, well, it's obvious what the father would say. Get out of here. Not a chance. Get back working into the fields. He'd probably give him a clip round the ear and say, who do you think you are? Except Jesus said, the father gave him the money he asked for. The father let him go. You see, the point is, if we choose to be rebellious and foolish, if we choose to play games with sin, God will allow us. Of course, it will break his heart. The only thing in all the universe that can say no to God is an individual, is a person, is the human will. How crazy that we can say no to God. God has a plan for our life. God wants us to experience joy and peace and breakthrough and eternal life. And yet we ruin that by saying, no, God, we want to live our own way. Just like this stupid boy in the story. And off he went to a far off, a far off country with his father's wad. And he blew the lot on wild women, drugs and debauchery. And as always happens when people give themselves over to sin, they end up in a pigsty. I remember walking years ago into a petrol station and on the front page of the Sunday people was Liam Gallagher. I wanted to commit suicide. And it was the latest story of Liam Gallagher having fights with his brother and getting involved in drugs and alcohol and all sorts of craziness. And, and it was, I thought, that's an interesting story. At that point, he was the biggest pop star in the world. I thought, I'm going to buy that paper because that could be a good sermon illustration. And I got my paper. Believe it or not, on the back page was Tony Adams. Tony Adams, who was then the England football captain. And it said similar sort of thing. Due to my alcohol addiction, I wanted to commit suicide. I'm broken and hurting. And it's like, you know, the thing that people could chase after is being the biggest pop star in the world or captain of the England football team. But it's never enough to fill the hole inside, only Jesus can satisfy, only chasing after him and pursuing our own way, pursuing the way of sin will always result in us in a pigsty. And that's where this boy ended up. And of course, for a Jewish boy, that was very symbolic because pigs were unclean animals that Jews wouldn't even touch. It's like working in a brothel or something. How could he have gone from working with his dad living a good life to this. He'd lost everything. And the Bible says he even wanted to eat the pods the pigs were eating. And there in his pigsty, due to his own rebellion and foolishness, he realised what an idiot he'd been. And he started to think to himself, you know what, even my dad's slaves, my their servants have got more than this. And he rehearsed a speech that he was going to say to his dad as he went back to him. He was going to say, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he decided to set off back, say, I'm so sorry, Dad. I don't deserve to be your son. And as he set off back in the distance, he saw an old fella looking out across the fields, looking out for his son. And when the old fella saw his son, who was walking back, rehearsing his speech in his mind, he tucked his robe in his undies. The Bible says he started sprinting across the fields to meet the rebellious prodigal son who'd blown all his money. You know, in the Bible, we never find God running. He walks, he dances, he rides on a chariot. God is never in a hurry. 
Trust me, God is always on time. But here is a God who's in a hurry. He's running. The only thing that gets God running is a repentant sinner. Don't you love our God? And he ran across the field. And the boy started his speech, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. He couldn't even get the speech out because they were hugging and there was snot and tears. And the father said, this son of mine was dead and now he's alive. Let's have a party. He put a robe on him and a ring on his finger. He said, kill the fatted calf. Come on, my son's home. Let's party. Don't you love the heart of God? Give us your heart, God. As we look out across the fields of Withenshaw Park, across the fields of our streets and communities, give us your heart. Help us to go running after those who don't know you, especially in this next season. And the son was welcomed home. He'd come to his senses. If you're far away from God this morning, if you're not a Christian yet, come to your senses. It makes sense to follow Jesus. He really did die on the cross. He really is alive today. You really can know him. And anyone who takes him up his word, upon his word will be transformed. But as I said in the story, there's a little sting in the tail. Because there's not two sons. There's not one son, there's two sons. As well as a younger son, there's an older son. And when he saw this great party going in, he came in from the fields where he'd been working. He was so angry at his father's grace, his father's undeserved love towards his rebellious brother. And he said to the father, how can you do this? I've slaved for you all these years while this son of yours has blown all your money on wild living and prostitutes. And the father said to him, this brother of yours was dead and he's now alive. He was lost and he's now found. You see, we need to remember there's a bond with Christians, a family bond, a bond stronger than blood. Even the rebellious, annoying ones, even the religious, weird ones, there's a bond. We need to come together with God's people, pray for unity, not be those chipped up, angry religious people who look down on others, especially others who are struggling in all sorts of areas of their lives. God, give us your heart that quickly runs after those who don't know you. Praying this year can be an incredible year for Ivy Manchester, for the church across this region. Could we see God a, a culture-changing mission? The Bible says there's joy in heaven over one sinner's rescued life. Yes, there was a picture of a party in the story of the prodigal son. You know, when one person gives their life to Christ, it sets off a party in heaven. For the joy set before him, Jesus went to the cross. And you know what the joy set before him was? Sinners rescued lives. And today, you know, if you don't know Jesus, if you're watching this video or you sat there in Ivy Church today, if you don't know Jesus, I want to give you a chance to know Jesus, to come to the Father who will come running after you and fling his arms around you and welcome you into his family and give you the promise of eternal life. If you're rebellious and you've gone far away, you've got involved in stuff that you know is going to ruin your life, turn back to Jesus today. Use this little prayer I pray now, as we just come to an end, as I pray this little prayer, use it as a prayer of commitment to Jesus. If you don't know him, 
If you're not a Christian or you're a Christian, you've gone far, far away from Jesus. Use this prayer as I pray. Make it your own in your heart and your head to God. Jesus says, anyone who comes to me, there's no way I'll turn them away. Whatever you've done, wherever you've been, God will have you back today. God will you welcome you into his family and you'll know it. So use this prayer. Pray it after me in your heart and in your head. Make it real between you and God. Dear Lord Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and give me a fresh start. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you that you're alive today. Be alive in me, Jesus. With your help, I'll live all out for you for the rest of my days. Amen. And you know that simple prayer, if you mean it, can change everything. If you prayed it, please go into the chat and let someone know. If you're in the venue, let someone know in the church. They'd love to help us. If you're able to get involved in Festival Manchester in any way at all, go to festivalmanchester.com. It's an all-hands-on-deck exercise and we appreciate your friendship and your support and your partnership more than we can say. God bless, guys. Anthony Delaney, I'd love to welcome you to Ivy Church. Do check out the website, click on a few buttons, look at some previous teaching and some of the other things that we've been involved with. And why not plan to join us soon at one of our locations? Join a grow group, do the alpha course and figure out for yourself what it is that Christians believe. Or if you've got anything we can pray about, be in touch, press the contact button so that you can email us, let us know about you and how we hope you can be part of us. Come and join us at Ivy Church.